Hi, and welcome to Faithful Like Children, where the Christian life is lived through the lens of a childlike posture. Come chat with us about everything that has to deal with that and much more. God bless and enjoy this episode. Hello. Hey, Waz. What's up? Nothing much. How are you? Doing pretty good. Nice. All right. So, hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Faithful Like Children. I'm so glad you guys are here. And this one is probably, if you thought that the last episode was like the collaboration of a lifetime, I think that this one is. Because here we have the amazing Matt Wazinski from the Colby Jack Cheese podcast. What's up, guys? Yeah, so Matt, if, do you want to talk a bit more about like who you are or yeah, anything sure. else like that? Um, so my name is Matt. Celia and I were in a youth group together for the past couple of years, and that's how we know each other. Um, yeah, currently I'm a first-year seminarian uh, in college, so I'm a first-year college seminarian for the Diocese of Cleveland. Um, I'm a co-host of Colby Jack Cheese podcast. Me and my buddy Charlie do it. Um, it's just a podcast kind of centered around the mission of St. Maximilian Colby. And our mission really was to have our demographic be our peers uh, rather than people talking down to us, but us kind of just having an open conversation with other people. So Charlie and I are trying to do that as we're going through college, but it's a little difficult. We're hitting our road bumps here and there, but we're having fun with it still. So yeah, awesome. Wonderful. So Matt, what's the topic for today? Um, so what I have down, Celia, you and I talked a while ago about this, so I've been kind of like sifting it through my head. But what I had down was presenting our hearts to the Lord and trusting in the gift of self. Yeah. Um, so I really took this and what I've been praying through this semester, my spiritual director and formator and all these things at the seminary um, is the tug of war that we have in prayer of like mm-hmm. that give and take, and we just want to keep bringing it back. So I think diving into that would be a good thing for today, for sure. Yeah, because that's like such kind of like a difficult thing to deal with and to wrestle with because mm-hmm. everyone thinks that the faith is just a straight shot. Like it's very like a straight line. No, it's mountains and valleys. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, so what made you feel like that this past semester was kind of like that tug of war thing? Was it just like, was it just through conversations with your spiritual director or? Um, it was kind of like that. And he kind of presented it um, for the first time. And I, he, I'm a really big person who loves imagery. Like whenever I talk to someone, there's always a metaphor that gets brought brought up or if I ever give a talk there's always a metaphor so when you tell me that there's something in real life that I've done before and it can relate to my prayer it helps me a lot to pray with things and visualize my communication with the Lord Um, and I was the one time I was in spiritual direction I was struggling with giving this desire of the heart or it was a relationship that I had with someone or just like a friendship to the Lord um, and really putting my heart my mind and my soul into my discernment I was really struggling with this thing on my heart because it just kind of kept distracting me and pulling me away from worship and liturgy um, and even just like community time with my brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he told me to try to do this and it's, um, 
the first thing you do is you just give it to the Lord. And that could be whether you're in mass or you're in liturgy. So for us, that's praying the divine office or when we're in front, in front of the blessed sacrament, which it works out perfectly that my spiritual direction day is the day we have our holy hour. And it's just great. Um, but you give this to the Lord um, and wholeheartedly, just even if there's that last bit of you that's saying, um, you know, I don't really trust that he's going to do it. Just, just give it to him and sit, sit there and sit in that space of giving. Um, and then notice your heart wrestle with that and mm. just kind of keep praying with it and then go back to what you were doing before. That's what I try to do. And as soon as that thing just comes back to you and it's like, well, I kind of want this for myself, give it back to the Lord um, and just keep doing it over and over and over again. So that in this space, um, you get to a point where you have these worldly desires that come on your heart and they start to pull you away and instantly they just go to the Lord because you already have your trained mind in this this fashion that is just giving and giving and giving. Um, so then I've noticed that now that I'm on break, um, it's really easy to fall away from the regular routine of the seminary and college and all these things that happen there that's really easy to just get in line um, and really hard to get back to this path of going back to your liturgy of the hours three times a day for us um, and finding your schedule again. And I found myself at home. It's like, oh, I have these, these, um, I don't know, not lineful ways with the Lord. Uh, I'm home and everything is so much more free and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then just giving it to the Lord. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. That's all amazing, Matt. Like, that's awesome. So I, when you were talking, the phrase that kind of kept up, that kind of like resonated with me with what you said was, you know, just being able to receive from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I can have a hard time dealing with that. I'm pretty sure that there's other people that have a hard time dealing with that too. So why is receptivity such an important thing when it comes to just trusting the Lord with your heart as kind of like what you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. This came up really big early, like early in the semester. Um, sorry to go off track for one second. Um, over the summer, I had a conversation with a really close friend of mine at a coffee shop and she had just got back from doing missionary work um, and she kind of explained it to me the difference between receptivity and giving and how it was going to change so much for me. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I really love what I've been doing the past four years in my youth group. Like I just been giving, giving, giving. And then the conversation continued going on. And I was like, wow, I'm, my cup is so empty. <laughs> like I have give everything. I gave everything my senior year. And when I left youth group, I think Celia, I told you this, like, people are like, are you sad to leave? And you're like, I was like, no, I gave all I could. Now I'm in this state of receiving. Um, and it was really important the first couple of weeks because they say the phrase to you, uh, you don't form the seminary, the seminary forms you, which mm. is a great thought to have in the back of your head. If you ever get a little pompous about things that are done. Um, so just fully just like in that O-round position of hands open, um, like you see in a lot of icons of the Blessed Mother, just really open, or Jesus on the cross too, just like 
okay, I'm going to this formation meeting. I'm going to this conference where I just need to be present. Um, I'm with my brother seminarians, but also I guess just in the daily life too, like be intentional with your time with other people. Like if you're going out to go have lunch or coffee or breakfast or dinner with someone like that times for them and you like put the phone down, put the phone over. Um, and even in prayer too, when you go to the chapel and pray that times for you and the Lord. And if you say you're going to be there for 15 minutes, you're going to be there for at least 15 minutes and really dedicating that time. And if it goes over 15 minutes, then that's great. But um, really just being present. I think that's the key of receptivity is finding order in your life, kind of meditating for a second, saying, I'm here. I'm here to do something. I don't know what that is, but I'm here to do this. And I'm really open to whatever is going to come and the Lord may work. Yeah. I'm also starting to think that humility also kind of plays a role too mm-hmm. in this. Um, and I know that it's a big thing at Borromeo Seminary, which is the seminary for the Diocese of Cleveland, mm-hmm. um, where the kind of phrase there or motto is humilitas, right? Yep. yep. Which I think means humility, right? Yeah. It's like Borromeo's, St. Charles Borromeo's um, it was something they told us at some point of the semester, someone was joking about it and they were like, no, actually. Um, and it's, it's everywhere. It's our logo. So yeah, humility is yeah. huge. Um, I finished reading this book over the summer by Joel Stepanek and it's chasing humility. It was a really good book and it breaks down the litany of humility. If anyone is interested in diving deeper into humility. Um, that, that is a good one. It's a really good book. <laughs> yeah. I also just think that humility has just a big role in receptivity mm-hmm. um, just because when you're humble, you know, you're childlike, you're small. Mm-hmm. And so you literally just have your arms open wide and you're just like, and you're just literally just crying out to God, Abba, I'm just here. Just yeah just just give me anything like I'll be happy you know yeah I I've really found a good connection with um Psalm 130 are you familiar with it um it's the um out of the depths I cry to you Lord hear my voice so let my heart be attentive to the voice of our pleading and it goes on if you are Lord should mark our guilt yes I'm very I'm very familiar with that I I find I found myself in the chapel many times this semester just like praying that um psalm that and um there's another one i think it was uh i don't remember right now but really connecting with the psalms because those are the cry of the heart that was the cry of david um and coming back to those roots but psalm 130 really humbles me but i'm not doing so well and just like crying out to the lord and just watching him work is really cool mm-hmm. i've kind of I kind of started doing this just like a little bit more recently. Um, another like prayer of humility that that I've kind of gravitated towards was it's one that actually Matt you've kind of suggested that that's even a that something is even a prayer. So I know. So for those of you that are familiar with night prayer, or just the liturgy of the hours in general, there's at the beginning of every. Um, 
of every every time you pray the liturgy of the hours you make the sign of the cross and you say shoot why i'm just forgetting god come to my assistance lord make haste to help me exactly that part (laughs) (laughs) but like it just makes you realize that like wow i am so small Mm. and i'm in need of receiving god's help yeah i it's it's really great when you can break down those little small prayers like that or um this past semester, I got to write a, an e-bulletin for Carol. Um, and I wrote about this story from when I did a, a week of service at Damascus. Um, I was in the kitchen and we prayed the bless us, O Lord prayer, uh, the one by um, St. Irenaeus, the bless us, O Lord, and these I gifts which we're about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, but really praying that prayer throughout the day, like before you go into a class or before you go hear a talk or see a friend and it's like bless these gifts that I'm about to receive um, which the lips that will speak you Lord um, and these words that are come out of my mouth bless them so really like finding that that humility um, and just blessing the Lord at all times is is so good especially with the oh God come to my assistance one Mm -hmm. so as we kind of turn to um this receptivity and us receiving it allows for greater trust in god so how exactly does that work and if it and like when it does like why is it so hard to receive and then be able to trust in god yeah i mean it's it's Hebrews 11.1 1, that faith is, uh, oh, it's right here on my wall. Faith is assurance of things hoped for, proof of things not seen. Um, so even for people that don't believe in God, their first thing is how can you believe in a God that you can't see? Um, which that's a fair statement. How do you trust in someone you can't see? Um, but if our faith is as old as it is, it's 2000 years old and beyond that, uh, surely would have faded away if it wasn't so significant so this trust that i have in the lord um is assurance of the things that i can't see or it's the proof of the things that i can't see um and it's truly faith that fuels every christian i'd hope um and yes it's hard to trust in the lord but i think coming back to the roots of why you believe and saying the the common thing that people have uh professors and priests at the seminary throughout this semester uh, I had a catechism class and the one priest would always say he's like when someone says to you how can you believe in a god that you can't see he's like ask them what that god is like Um, and if they say he's tyrannical and terrible it's like well that's not my god my god's loving my god's kind he's gentle he's affirming Um, it's really coming back to the roots um, and recentering yourself good buddy of mine it was Charlie too. Shout out Charlie. Shout out Chuck. Um, him and I would talk throughout this semester, just kind of check up on each other. And he was telling me how he, it bothered him sometimes uh, when people said the come Holy Spirit prayer, but they really didn't realize what they were saying. Um, and how the come Holy Spirit prayer really just orders our whole heart. Like, yes, the spirit's already present, but 
you're asking for the Lord, the Trinity, the God, the Holy Spirit, everything to just come into you and order your heart, order your mind, everything. Um, so I also pray that prayer when I'm kind of distressed or I can't really focus on something. Um, and it's come Holy Spirit, or like you said earlier, God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Yeah. I hope I answered that. <laughs> no, you did, and you answered it really well. Um, yeah, so with this, like, deeper trust that we have in God and through receiving, you know, it makes everything, like, worthwhile. And But obviously people wouldn't do it if it, if at least something good didn't come from it, you know? So what exactly are the fruits that come from this process of receiving and trust and. Yeah, I, I want to say happiness, but that's so cliche, like happiness comes from trust in the Lord, but it's really this like being not worried about things is great and not really stressed out about not doing well on a test or something doesn't go right in your day. And it's, um, it's really easy for me to say, which I hate to do this, but it's in the seminary, it's everything is kind of under the Lord's hand, um, which is so cheesy to say, but it really is. And my college life is so different than someone else's. And I really realized that over the year, over this past semester, um, but this trust in the Lord just brings happiness, I think. And a lot of my brother seminarians would say that. And I know a lot of other people would say that um, because you can just watch the things happen and you can pray a prayer. And I mean, you're communicating with the living God, the living word, the, the logos himself. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I, the only thing that's coming to mind right now is just happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happiness definitely is a big one. I also kind of think peace is a huge part of it. For sure. Um, I mean, I can think of like several instances where like I was, it was actually at the the last retreat that you helped out with Matt with retreat planning and stuff. Yeah. Um, There were so many things that, didn't happen like the way I wanted it to and I there was just something about it that I was like I just didn't like how things were being led or anything like that but but I was just like all right come Holy Spirit you know you know just help me be okay with with these changes um yeah and everything like that because I am a very strong-willed person (laughs) it's almost to my own default <laughs> so Celia, were we prayer partners on that retreat? we were okay that's what i thought i know i'm trying to remember spring retreat but it's kind of a blur no that's fair it was kind of a blur too <laughs> um but everything from working the rules video for the retreat and um and even like the stations for saturday night i was like ah. Oh, yeah. Is this even going to work out well? Mm-hmm. And it ended up working so much better than I could ever imagine. 
Yeah, I, I really wish and I really hope this starts to develop over the next, I don't even know how long, but just this, I think it's coming. The spirit's working that this trust in the Lord will really spread um, throughout the generations because I mean, you see the the older generations of the church trusting in the Lord, but it kind of missed a little bit and we're really like starting to see it again. And I really think for our communities, which overlap a lot, Sealy. Um, yeah. Like, I really hope that this deep prayer and this, this daily prayer, I mean, praying daily for literally five minutes changes everything. Um, it's like talking to a friend um, and communication and prayer. If you can communicate with the Lord for at least five minutes every day, that's awesome. If you can like keep growing that and growing that and growing that to where it's maybe like an hour, that's awesome. But personal prayer time, I think is so key for trust in the Lord in the same way that you're not going to trust a friend after a minute of meeting them. You can't just humanly with human nature. You're not going to trust the Lord after a minute of being in communication with him. Yeah. Because it's a relationship that you're developing. So like, it's just continual and it doesn't have to be like very strict. Like I want to pray the liturgy of the hours and a rosary and the chapel of divine mercy every single day. I mean, those are, I mean, not that those are bad. Like those are obviously good, but like just simply saying like, Hey Jesus, how's it going? How's your heart for me? Yeah. Um, what do you want me to do? You know, just simple stuff like that, even. Yeah, and I think something that's really been coming up in prayer a lot through this year, and I was at um, the Empower Conference two weekends ago at Damascus, um, and one of the things one of the guys said in the talks, which I missed the talk, but I got the, the recording of it, which was kind of cool, um, and he was like, you can't get to the depths of the Lord's heart without sacrifices. Like you're not going to, it's, it's like one hurdle after the other. Like the Lord's just like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're like, I love you more. But it's like, maybe you don't jump over the hurdle and actually mean what you say. And it's like, Lord, I'm going to fast for a little bit this morning or like this past week. What I've been trying to do is not eating. I don't eat or drink anything before I go to mass in the mornings, which is kind of hard at sometimes, but it really helps out and really makes the Eucharist like so much better in my heart. Um, But it's like, Lord, I'm going to fast from coffee this morning, even though I love coffee so much, but I'm doing this for you uh, and help me to suffer through it. And I can suffer with your cross through it. Um, And I think through that, I mean, everyone's prayer life is different. And I think everyone has their own way of praying. And if two people have the same way of praying, I think it's, it's hard to really have that same trust in the Lord. Just like we all have our own fingerprint. We all have our own ways of praying and praising the Lord. Even if it's like the slightest change, I think everyone's different in their way of prayer. Right. Yeah, for sure. So Matt, this is kind of, is there anything else that you want to talk about with this before I kind of move on? Um. I think another thing in prayer, just super quick, I had two more points that I wrote down, uh, was really this ownership and admittance of sin on our oh, hearts. Yeah. Um, because we can get so shameful in our hearts too, after a while of 
communication with the Lord and you're like, how can this God love me so much? But I've done all these terrible things in my life and I've wronged so many people. Um, and admitting to those desires of the heart is the first step to giving these things to the Lord. And even just a lack of trust in his plan for others. Like so often can we be like, I don't really like this person, Lord, like help me to love them more, but it's, it's a kind of a change in an orientation. That's like, Lord, I love them. Maybe I don't like them as much, but help me to maybe love them a little better. So then that can cause me to like them. Um, one of my favorite scripture verses is two Corinthians 12, nine through 10. Um, it's the one that goes like my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, my power is made, uh, it goes something like that. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Um, I would most gladly boast of my weaknesses in order for the glory of God. And I think that really goes together with admitting to the desires of the heart and ownership of the sin that we have committed. And it kind of builds you up in a better way. You have a better mindset that's like, I did this wrong, uh, but the Lord forgives me for it. And I'm going to really try not to do that again. And I know that he forgives me because of the sacrament of confession. He wants us, he wants, I wrote this down and I got so happy after I wrote it because it made me kind of happy. Like the Lord wants to hear those rants that you have with your friends at like midnight in someone's driveway. Like when you're hanging out with a friend and you're just kind of like, okay, bye. And then someone like starts to talk for another hour. It's like the Lord wants to hear those conversations too. And I think bringing those to prayer is huge. And really finding that out for the first time this year was like, whoa. Uh, one of our formators was like, uh, the, you don't want the last person you talk to at night be someone else other than the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Dang. Um, yeah. This is so, a good, who, whoever that formator was, he's a good one. He is a good guy. Um, but I think it's that whole, it's, it's a mindset change, I think, in a way, but it comes with time and it comes through prayer and it comes through trust. But all these things kind of build up on each other to just continually grow. And they're not really outward signs either. Like Therese of Lisieux, like all of her sisters in the convent didn't think she was that holy. And then they read their, her writings. Um, I'm currently sifting through every couple of days through uh, St. Faustina's diary. And every day I, I read it, it's like, wow, this woman was holy. And she saw the Lord in prayer every time. And it kind of humbles you too and makes makes me hungry for what the Lord can do because I trust in this divine mercy that she received and she saw happen over the world and that the impact that it's had on the world is really cool too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's kind of funny that you mentioned like, oh yeah, I'm reading stuff written by saints because I'm currently also doing that too. What are you um, reading? The Interior Castle by St. Teresa of Avila. Mm. Okay. It, I'm only on chapter two and I'm in love. It's so good. I'm, um, I'm sifting through a lot of books right now. Sweetly. It's it's crazy. <laughs> Welcome it's, to college. Yeah, but then it's like this hunger for reading came at the beginning of the year. And now I have like right in front of me, there's two books I'm reading. There's two at school that are in the middle of it. Um, one's a Ratzinger book, which is really good. Nice. So, yeah. Saint readings are clutch, for sure. Yes, 
very handy, especially if you want to develop a greater receptivity and trust in God. Even just like the epistles from Paul and, uh, and John are huge. Like awesome. starting there and being like, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't have the money to go out and buy books. Like just read Acts, read Corinthians, Colossians. Um, hold yourself for a little bit on Revelation. Maybe get a little little deeper into scripture and then get yeah but yeah revelation is don't read that on your own it's heavy <laughs> it is yeah but reading these things and praying with them too i was talking to a friend earlier this morning uh she i i took a picture of my desk because my desk looks really cool i got home and it was really messy so i redid the whole thing and it's like a desk altar now um wow. which is so cool uh, she was like, oh my gosh, you're reading St. Faustina's diary. She's like, how are you reading that? And I was like, well, I read a page every now and then, and then I bring it to prayer, and then I sift through it. She's like, oh, okay, that's good. So, yeah, long tangent. Sorry, Celie. Oh, you're good. It, I feel like it's a tangent that was needed. Oh, thanks. Is there any other points that you want to bring up? That's, that's all my points. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So... I know, Matt, that you kind of talked about, um, like, what was your experience, like, with receptivity and trust in the Lord, like, just in your personal life? But I was just wondering if you would want to, like, give, like, a more, like, kind of, not, like, concrete example, but, like, just, like, another example, like, specifically where the Lord, like, was able to give you blessings and give you extraordinary things through your trust and receptivity towards him yeah Hmm. i i think the greatest example that i can think of was throughout high school um like my sophomore year i really prayed for like a brother in christ um and it was really hard because i had a lot of friends that were females and i didn't really have a lot of guy friends um which was really hard of like growing in the faith um going to youth group and all these things. And it was like, where are my guys to turn to? And it was like the same two or three. And I felt like I was bugging these guys a lot. Um, so I really prayed for this like brotherhood. Um, and every t- time I thought I had the brother that I prayed for, I like, I don't want to say a man who was greater, but like a more St. Joseph like man came to my life. And I was like, wow, Lord, this is great. Um, and at the beginning of the semester, I was reminded of that prayer. And I just kind of looked around the room and I was like, are these the brothers that I prayed for? Like, um, and so that trust in the Lord, like year after year after year, like Abraham waited 35, 25 years for uh, a child or a promise from the Lord, a covenant. Um, And we just get so, I don't want to say annoyed, but straight to the point, we make inferences with the Lord. Um, Something that I really was praying with a couple months ago was boxing the Lord in, how we box him in with our words and the things we pray with. Um, And so really coming to prayer at times with nothing, uh, no books, no, no pen, no phone, no AirPods, just me and my room key. um, So I could get back to my room and just kind of sitting there in his presence in the chapel or maybe you do this at home where you just kind of wake up in the morning and you maybe get out of bed, stretch a little bit and just kind of sit there and you're like, okay, Lord, like, I don't know what this day is going to look like, but I just want to sit here 
and silence for like two minutes and just kind of center my mind, um, which is really awesome. But I think concrete ways, hmm. I don't know, Seely, we're struggling with this one. You I, already gave a good one. Okay, then cool. I Like I said, it's different for everyone because right. that story I told could be someone could be praying that same prayer right now or it's totally opposite. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because with a total opposite heart, like someone could could be like, Lord, like I have a lot of friends, but they're not good ones. Mm-hmm. Help me to, to, you know, break away from toxic relationships or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and really another thing that happened this semester was really being aware of the prayers that I was praying. Like when we were at praise and worship nights uh, for like exalts or something, um, it was like looking at like seeing the words that are coming out of my mouth and really listening to them and cultivating them and watching that prayer um, develop over time is really cool too. So even just taking a step back and you're like, Lord, like what have I been talking to you about? And it's kind of like when you, talk to a friend and you're like, what did we, where did we leave off? Like, what did we talk about last time I saw you? So. Yeah, I definitely agree with the um, waiting part as it mentioned, like, as you kind of mentioned, Matt, um, in your thing, because my story with, you know, just receiving and kind of has to deal with that part too. Mm-hmm. Um for the, for basically my entire life I had a, such a deep like problem with like managing my emotions hmm. to the point where I thought that it was bad or I thought me feeling sad or angry or whatever I, I thought that it was just bad and so I had to kind of like hide it and so obviously what good does that do, do with someone right and so I remember, um, like, throughout middle school, I kept on praying this prayer to the Lord, like, Lord, just take this away from me. Take, take these away from me. Take these away from me. Mm-hmm. And he just wouldn't answer. So I'm like, okay, because you can't take them away, can you at least give me just like a basic guideline for like what to do and just some help. And I didn't think about it like after I prayed that a little bit until my sophomore year and our pastor was giving a talk about emotions. I didn't think much of it. Like I was just like, okay, well, it's probably just one of those things. Like, Jesus wants to know all your feelings. Aw. But like, he's like, he spoke in such like a, Matt, you know how he is. Um, very, yeah. like a, a very methodical, very um, easy to comprehend way. Yeah. But yet still with an intellectual side to it it's it's very very interesting and I was just remember that talk it was really good it was and I was just like wow my prayer's been answered Mm -hmm. because now I have all the tools 
Yup. So the Lord, the, what do Sorry. they say? The, the Lord's prayers are always the responses are yes, no, or not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which can be discouraging at time, but I think can make you even more devoted to some things also. Yeah. Anyways, Matt, um, so kind of like, what's the marching orders? What do we do going forward? Hmm. Um, I think committing to a daily prayer is the first step. Um, and not even if it's like a daily time, because then you're boxing that time in, which can be good for some people, but also not so good for others. I found that whenever I put a certain time every single day, um, that it was really hard because then I'd look at that time and it'd be like, oh, well, now I have to pray. And it wasn't really as exciting as it was to actually pray. Um, so like at the beginning of your day, like I've been doing it a lot this semester, which has been really cool. Look at your day, look at the things that are scheduled, uh, kind of prepare your mind and just say, okay, I'm going to pray at two o'clock today and I'm going to pray for 15 minutes uh, till 2.15 and then I'm going to study or I'm going to eat lunch at that time. Just kind of mapping out your day in a way. And if something gets wrecked, then you have time to kind of work around and you know what your day looks like. You can kind of have a little self-control over it and maybe not, I don't I don't know how to say it, but you can map out your day in a way that it's not so discouraging when something gets canceled um, or you hit it in an interruption because uh, a priest friend of mine always says that like the interruptions are where we find God. Saint, I think it's St. Therese calls it the rendezvous or the passing by. Oh. Um, yeah. It really, really like profound takes lots of sift through. Um so yeah, I'd say daily prayer is most important. Um, don't lie to the Lord. That's not a good thing to do. If there's something on your heart that when you encounter him, um, just talk to him about it uh, and sit with it. If you find yourself getting distracted with things at mass or in liturgy and prayer, give that to the Lord. Um, if it's still there, then pray with that. My spiritual director always says that that's like, that can be your self-conscious, even bring that up with something to pray with. Um, well, I just had a point and I lost it. So yeah, first step, daily prayer. Second step, give things to the Lord. What was my third one? Oh my. Yeah, be honest with the Lord. And I think that's it. Awesome. Well, Matt, do you want to close us out with a prayer? I can do that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your Son. We thank you for his birth. I just ask that you bless us in our journey towards you, that we may be missionary disciples for you, fighting sin, trusting in you, and looking towards your Spirit to guide us. I ask you to guide us this day, guide us into this new year, uh, and just help us to have a greater devotion to you, your Blessed Mother, and your Holy Church. I ask that you may send your servants, those saints who call upon us to draw deeper into their devotions, that the Lord may guide us in those devotions and those readings. 
Help us to have a greater trust in you so that we may show the good to the world of your passion. We pray this through the intercession of the Blessed Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much, Matt, for t- for chiming in. My pleasure. Um, if you guys are interested in listening to a bit more of the Colby Jack Cheese podcast, I'll have the link in the video description. Thank you so much. Uh Uh-huh. And then in the meantime, you can also check out um, the Faithful Like Children podcast on Instagram, FLC underscore podcast, and also the Colby Jack Cheese podcast with, um, with the handle. I think it's Colby Jack Cheese pod. This is bad. I don't even remember it. It's okay. Well, we'll, We'll, I'll put it in. Don't worry. We'll find it. We'll figure it out. All right. Anyways, God bless guys. And I hope you guys have a good day. Bye. Bye.